Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle here, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm doing a solo episode today, and what I wanted to do was share with you some lessons and Uh, particularly around uh, inner leadership and really speaking up for yourself, Um, like all of the the important pieces that I talk about when I talk about inner leadership um, and relating it back to um, a recent injury um, that happened on a wellness trip that was I was on a few weeks ago. So if you've been following me on social media or maybe not because I haven't been as active, um, you may or may not have known that I uh, seriously injured my knee. Um, and I'll give a little bit of backstory just so that you have an idea. Um, but this was totally not expected. And uh, because of my injury, I've been homebound uh, for the past three weeks. And by the time you hear this, it'll be like four weeks. Um, and yeah, so it's just given me a lot of perspective of what it's like to not be 100% mobile in the body, um, and it's given me a lot of empathy and perspective. So, um, yeah, I'm going to share kind of what unfolded and um, some of the lessons that I'm learning, that I've learned, that have cont- that I'm continuing to practice, and hopefully that will be an inspiration or have some guidance to you. So, anyway, so around mid-August, I was gone for a wellness conference, and I'm not going to mention any names or companies or anything like that, um, but at the conference, uh, there there are different exhibition booths, so to speak, and one of them was um, like one of those adult obstacle courses, and um, honestly, it's not really my thing. I think if I was, if I was in my teens or early 20s, I would have been seriously gung-ho about it, but it wasn't necessarily my thing. Um, and I was there to really like learn, get inspired. Um, and anyway, so one of the main stages, um, the CEO of the company who had the exhibition of the obstacle course was there and he was talking a lot about getting outside your comfort zone and, um, you know, how, how it's important to, to, uh, I think he said push yourself, which I don't, I don't know. I think the word push yourself can sometimes be a little bit too much on like the the wounded masculine side um but he inspired me to want to uh give it a try give the obstacle course a try um and you know see what I'm capable of right and at that time I mean as he was talking on stage it was like it was inspirational so I was like well what the heck why not right it's here um, and it might be fun, right? I might, I might surprise myself. So anyway, in that whole process, um, I, I started out in the obstacle course and honestly, like 
I think people go into this with bravado and not thinking that they are going to get injured. Otherwise, um, you know, why do it? It's like when athletes, you know, when they go through their, 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 if like it's a gymnast, like they go through like their routine and they always like visualize a perfect landing, right? Like they nail every single exercise, everything. So like for me, when I was uh, looking at the obstacle course, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that perfectly. I'm going to nail it. Like, I'm just like really pumping myself up and without any, without any visualization that something bad is going to happen. Um, and anyway, so they have these monkey bars that aren't even, and it was pretty high up. Um, and then it was already high up for me that I couldn't reach it. Um, and so there was this metal ladder that wasn't even really a ladder. It was there to hold up signs. And I saw people before me, like other women who weren't tall enough to reach the monkey bars. Some of them would climb up that pseudo ladder, which wasn't actually a ladder. <laughs> and they would try to grab the first bar. And then that was like, really, if you weren't tall enough, that was the only way you can get up there. Um, and then people would try the monkey bars and most of the time people wouldn't make it right. But Hey, it's worth trying if you're going to do it. And so that was kind of my mentality. I said, okay, so I could use that pseudo ladder and, uh, and get to the first rung. Um, and the, th like I made it to the second rung and the third rung was the furthest away. Cause they're not evenly like they're not evenly staggered. Um, and when I reached for it, I slipped and, um, of course, none of this thing goes through our minds. Uh, like it's just, you know, there was no padding and I, I landed on cement and, um, uh, it was the most excruciating pain on my right leg. Um, and I wasn't able to stand up. So they had to move me out of the way because <laughs> I was in the way. Um, but I really, I couldn't put any weight on my knee and it was swollen and it was really painful. And, um, anyway, it wasn't until I got back, uh, back to Seattle, um, that it wasn't getting better after a week and I still couldn't walk on it or put any weight on it. Um, I couldn't even bend my knee to be honest. So I went to get an MRI and that's when the results came back with a torn meniscus. I tore my ACL, which honestly, like, I cried when I got the news because of all the stories that I hear around ACL tears. I know it happens a lot for sports injuries, um, but it's just one of those things where it's just not ideal. Um, and so I was, I was like emotionally wrecked for like the first few hours when I got the news. Um, but that's not the point of this episode. What I really wanted to do is share kind of, um, you know, along the way, what's really important in this type of process and not even when you get injured, but, um, one of the most important things I've learned is, um, the importance of really standing up for yourself and, uh, finding your own voice in this whole process. And it doesn't have to be in any injury, right? It could be like day to day. If you can relate to, um, you know, whenever you're, you're being tested and you're, in your beliefs and standing up for yourself. It's actually, um, in this scenario that I experienced, it was important for me to, uh, utilize my own inner leadership advice of being my own advocate. So I'll give you, um, some examples of that, but I do have to say that one of the things, if I could do a do over was really trust my intuition, because as I said in the beginning, um, it wasn't anything that was, I was really interested in. It was, I, w I got motivated. I got inspired by listening to somebody talk. Um, and 
you know, my initial reaction initially was no, like that's just not for me. Um, and I think that if I continued to listen to that, I would be in a totally different situation today. So, you know, our inner wisdom is there and it was just a big lesson for me to like trust that. And even though like there's, you know, somebody who's inspiring me, right. Um, always do an internal check. Like, is it even going to be safe? Does it even make sense? Do I even align with this person's values and how they're going about doing something of, you know, getting outside your comfort zone? Because we can go outside in our comfort zone in a safe way that's not going to be physically harming. Um, and I think that there's, you know, we get to decide ultimately. Okay, so uh, a few examples really of like being our own advocate that I wanted to highlight because it's one of those things where sometimes we can doubt ourselves, right? So uh, when I was at the airport coming back, one of the things, honestly, when I was in urgent care um, after I, I, you know, had to be moved to the side, um, when they, when my friend, luckily, she actually drove from Seattle. <laughs> she drove 13 hours uh, to get to this um, event. Um, luckily, she was there. And so she was able to take me to urgent care. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, because I couldn't even put any pressure or any weight on my leg. My, my knees are literally wobbling like in the opposite direction of how they should be moving it was so unstable and it was hurting so much I was like I don't even know how I'm going to get home and my flight was returning the next day um but because she drove I was like well maybe I should just go back with you and be in the car for 13 hours at least I'll have someone that I know um and I can keep my leg elevated by sitting in the back of the car or whatever and it wasn't until I was in urgent care where uh, the guy that was uh, seeing my leg was like, no, you may want to take the flight back because it's only a two hour flight versus like a 13 hour drive. And then I said to him like, but how? Because I can't even put pressure on my legs. And um, it's just, I don't know how I'm going to get around the airport. And he said, well, you know how when you're at the gates and they're about ready to board people and they say for those who need extra time to board, I was like, yeah. He's like, that would be you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then he reassured me. He said, you're going to have crutches. And what you're going to do is you're just going to call the airline and tell them that you need wheelchair assistance. And then they're going to help you. They're going to help you get to the gates and you're going to be taken care of. And I was like, oh, like that actually never really crossed my mind that, um, that was an option. And so I was like, okay, and um, I'm so glad I ended up getting a knee brace because um, it was definitely worth it. And my knee really, need, my knees really, really needed it. It was just at the time of injury, I was like, well, it's just swollen. And maybe if I just don't put any weight and hop on one leg, if I just use my crutches, then I, it'll be fine. But I'm glad I, I went for it. Um, it's funny how like suddenly it's like, do I want to spend all this money and one of the things I've learned is, yeah, your health is worth investing in. <laughs> and, I, and that's like, oh, yeah, inner leadership, right? Like, yeah, our, our health is worth investing in. And this is an example of where getting a knee brace, even though I don't know how much it costs, um, it's going to be coming out of my insurance, out of pocket <laughs> until I meet my deductible. Okay. Um, and just trusting that um, this is where money 
is, you know, it's, it's, this is where we want to spend it right on our well-being. Um, in, ter- in this case, our safety. So at the airport, um, what was really interesting was, um, at the security line, um, cause I can't go through those metal detector things. Um, like I had, I needed a physical pat down. Um, and I honestly, like this is, less than 24 hours of my injury. So my leg was super swollen, super sensitive. Um, and it was a long line for me to get patted down. Um, for some reason, the lady who was doing that, she was backed up. There's a lot of people requesting it. And, um, I have TSA pre-check, but the, the assistant, I, I didn't tell her, she didn't know. So I was in the regular line. And so they brought me all the way to the front, but because there was such a backup for a lady who was doing the physical pat down and it had to be a woman. And I was like, well, I'm fine if it's a guy. And they're like, no, 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 it has to be a woman by law. And I was like, okay. Um, so because of that, um, some of the people, the TSA people, they were really pushing for me to go through like the, the actual scanner where, you know, you have to stand on those two things and then put your arms up in the air. Um, and then they scan you. It's like that you know, that fancy imaging. Um, and I was like, I can't even, I can't even stand on two feet and I, I have my crutches and it's metal, so it's not going to work. And like, well, we have a wooden cane for you. And so they were really pushing for me to stand. And I was like, like I felt pressured and at the same time, like this is where it's so important to like be your own voice and to stand up for yourself. And I was like, no, I'm just going to wait. I'm not in a hurry. Um, and I felt like they were getting annoyed with me, but it's in one of those cases where, yeah, it's important to take up space and to be your own advocate. So, um, like two minutes later, the lady came and she patted me down and that was less than five minutes. And then I was on my way. So I just felt like that was a very visceral moment of like, what is going on? Like, hello, (laughs) like I'm in a wheelchair. I have crutches. Like my knee is like bandaged up. And you want me to stand. So it was just really interesting how um, how sometimes like some people might not be that empathetic. Uh, some people might be rude because they have to get their job done and you might be in the way. But this is where total permission to take up space um, and to be okay with it. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, so at the actual gate, um, (laughs) I was sitting there in my chair and waiting for boarding time. Um, And suddenly the guy comes out and he's like prepping up for boarding. And he looked at me and he's like, are you Michelle? And I was like, yes. He's like, cool. Okay. Um, And then he asked me, well, do you need wheelchair assistance to get down the, I think it's the tarmac. Is it the tarmac? No, it's like the, the tunnel to get to the actual uh, opening of the airplane. <laughs> I forget what it's called. But anyway, I was like, yeah, I do. And then he said, okay, and do you also need uh, help to get down to your seat? Uh, and I was like, yes, that would be great. Um, unless I can get like a seat closer to the front. Um, and I was actually pretty far back. Um, and he was like, yeah, let me see if I can. Um, and it turned out he couldn't. And then so he asked again, do you need help to get down the aisle? And I was like, I would much prefer to get wheeled down. Um, he said, like, okay. And then like, I felt like during the whole time, like afterwards, after they processed some stuff, he asked me again. Um, and then the lady who was coming to help me to get on the airplane, uh, she asked me again. She's like, well, do you need help getting down the aisle? 
And then I was starting to feel like maybe they didn't want me to, they didn't want to get me down through the wheelchair and that they preferred if I used crutches. So I was like, well, I mean, if I have help, I guess I can use my crutches. I mean, it's pretty narrow down the airplane aisle. Um, and so I was starting to like imagine in my head and ideally I would be wheeled down. Um, I just, they were just asking that question a lot. So I was like, well, maybe I should use crutches. I don't know. Um, but then the lady was like, well, what is it that you want? And that really changed everything for me, right? Cause she was asking like what my preference was. And I said, I much prefer to be wheeled down. And she said, great, because we have that all set up for you. And so that was like another example of it was me being self-conscious of, okay, am I taking too much space, right? Because there was a whole security situation that um, I already had to deal with. And I was feeling like maybe I was being an inconvenience to people. Um, but when she said, well, what is it that you want? And I was like, I told her what I wanted. And she was like, great. Cause they already set it up that I, it was, it was just me, right. Playing a story that wasn't true. And Hey, even if it was true, like, again, uh, it's, it's just so important in cases like this where it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to be a, like, <laughs> I was going to say be a burden, but that's not what I mean. Like, it's okay to like, ask for help and to get help. And sometimes it is inconvenient. And like I've helped people when it wasn't necessarily the most convenient, but I helped, you know, um, and sometimes that's okay. So I just wanted to say that because I just feel like, um, I don't know, especially as women, sometimes I feel like we cater too much to other people's needs. And in this case, it was actually important for me to speak up and to really share what I needed because I could have literally tripped, um, because I was not skilled with my crutches yet. So anyway, um, this, the, the other piece I wanted to share is, yeah, it goes alongside with asking for help. Like for the past three weeks, I've really, I've leaned on my friends. Um, like I am so, 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 so incredibly grateful uh, to have friends that um, have been wonderful. Like they've driven me to appointments. They've helped me down up and down the steps. Um, and the steps to my place isn't necessarily the easiest. It's pretty uneven and there's no rails. Um, and so like, they've been totally awesome. And I've just, I've been so grateful. And at the same time, like in order for me to get help, I've had to ask for help, right? Cause they can't read my mind. So I actually like, I've had to be pretty like, Okay, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to like this, 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 because they don't, they can't read my mind, and it's okay because it helps them know what how they can help me. Um, and so I just feel like it's sometimes like we need to lean on our friends, and and in that process, like I am just so humbled and grateful that it's given me so much perspective of in the future, if any of my friends or even acquaintances, if they, if something has happened to them, like if they're stranded or their car breaks down, or if they need a ride to an appointment, like I've been there and I can show up for them. Like, yeah, like, let me do this for you. Like, this is like a way of um, me giving back. And also like I've, I've been in this situation, so I can absolutely, um, know what that person's going through and I can be of total support. So it's just given me more, I guess, perspective. And even like when I was at the airport and I was like, literally the woman who was, you know, taking me to, um, my gates and everything, like I literally felt like my fate was in her hands, <laughs> which seems pretty dramatic, but like my feet were, um, you know, my right leg that was injured, like 
I just felt it just felt really vulnerable and I couldn't really bend it. So it was kind of sticking out of the chair. Um, and so if if she didn't see and she would like if she banged against the wall, like I would I would be in excruciating pain. So I felt like, oh, my gosh, like I am just like I have so much empathy for people who are in wheelchairs and who have like if that's their mode of moving around. Um, it's just given me so much perspective. Um, and even for like accessibility, um, like I'm like, okay, is there a ramp that I can take? Like, do they have those buttons that can help me open the door? Like, those are things that I actually never really thought about. Um, so it's just given me so much, yeah, perspective and, and just appreciation for the things that I've taken for granted. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's just open up my eyes to how, you know, they always say like for people who are left-handed, they die sooner because the world is made for right-handed people. <laughs> and like, I feel like I totally get that. Like I'm not, I'm right-handed, but I can understand how like when we as, you know, civilization, when we aren't injured and we're not in wheelchairs, when we're not on crutches, when we are not like body abled, um, sometimes we don't realize what other people have to go through. So things aren't designed necessarily always for people who might need um, extra help. So anyway, that was just a little plug for um, deeper appreciation. Anyway, so and then the, the other piece that I really wanted to highlight is um, loving kindness. So I spoke with a few people around um, this because, well, they actually gave me the advice. And at the same time, I was practicing it already, but it was really good to re-hear it because they re validated, um, you know, the things that I was doing. But one of the things like with injuries, I think a lot of times you can be really hard on ourselves and blame ourselves for whatever. Right. And one of my friends that I was talking to, um, he works, he works with, um, people in terms of like helping them move better in their bodies. And he's been like a physical therapist, but like doing somatic work. So really about the emotional and the movement and really about body design. And he said to me like, Hey, like I, I work with a lot of like ballerinas in the past. Um, and a lot of times ballerinas get injured and they tear their ACL. They like, they, you know, they ruin their ankles. And a lot of times they're not able to do ballet anymore. And he said the, the ones that actually heal, right, from their surgery or their, their ACL or whatever, and they have been do, they have been able to do um, dance again or ballet, it's the, the ones who do are the ones that have, like, they, they don't blame themselves, they're, they're not hating their bodies, they don't blame themselves, and they're really sending love, loving kindness to their bodies and to their injuries, and they're just talking to their injuries with love, and he was encouraging me to do that. And I appreciated it because that's a really great perspective that um, it might feel weird to be like, oh, like, I love you. But I, I've been doing that because um, I think this is where like self-love is really important. And, uh, and then I had another friend say, hey, like, I just, you know, when I injured my foot, like, I, I felt it really important that you, you may want to know um, or hear this, but it's just really important to send you the, your injured area with lots of love because I really feel like, you know, this is where the mind-body comes in. Um, it really helps to support the healing process. So I just loved hearing that because um, I feel like it is important to really 
not put blame on ourselves and to really send love and kindness and um you know, I'm often just touching my knee and my ankle and I'm just like really grateful for it. And I'm, I'm almost treating it like a child, um, with so much love and just telling her that she's going to heal and she's doing great. Um, and if she's scared, it's okay. <laughs> so like, I'm really talking to my leg, like it's, um, this beautiful child, this beautiful baby, and I'm just giving it so much love and attention. Um, and I, and that feels good. So a lot of times I feel like it is easy to, you know, get angry at ourselves for the actions or the mistakes. And, you know, sometimes shit just happens, right? So um, there's no point in blaming ourselves. Um, and it's really like to love ourselves through the process. Um, and so one of the things. One of the things is the range of emotions that I've gone through over the past, uh, you know, three-ish weeks. And, you know, I'll range from like sadness to a little bit of resentment and anger and grief and uh, bouts of optimism. And so like there's this whole range of emotions. And I really think what's really important in all of it is to not label it, to really honor the emotions that's coming up, not judging it. Uh, and it's okay because I feel like a lot of times we might feel bad for feeling angry or we might feel bad for, you know, feeling resentment at this whole situation. Um, and like, like I said before, like, don't, um, feel that towards yourself. Right. I think like, it's okay to feel anger, um, at what happened. Um, and, but not to put like a label or, you know, criticism on like the fact that you are feeling this way because it's all part of the healing journey. Like we can't suppress our emotions. Um, one of the things that I, I feel like is really important is, is that, uh, people will say to me, you know, everything happens for a reason and I have a different perspective. And I also understand where people are coming from when they say that. And it's coming from like, the higher place, right? Like I totally get that. Um, but I don't always agree with that statement or that, um, belief that everything happens for a reason. Um, I believe that there can be lessons that we learn from any given situation. The situation can be positive. It can be negative. Um, but you know, it's up to us to decide whether or not we want to learn from a situation. And I don't always believe that, um, everything is happening for a reason. I just, <laughs> it's just, um, being on the receiving end of that. It's, it's sometimes, um, it's a little too, I don't know. It's like, it's a little too easy, right? It's a little too easy. Um, so it's easy to just wash it over and be like, Oh, you know, like everything happens for a reason. You're going to be okay. You're going to figure out what you'll learn from this and why it happened. Um, and you know, life itself is a journey and, uh, shit does happen, right? Things that aren't, are not expected. Accidents happen. Random things can happen. Um, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's what we learn from it and what, how we choose to learn from it. Um, and that's, that's where growth happens. Um, so, and I, I've, I believe in a benevolent universe. So a lot of times, um, you know, we are given opportunities to grow and uh, it's whether or not we choose to receive it. But with all that said, um, like I have 
you know, like I said previously, like I've expressed all types of emotions on this and you bet, you bet I've been really annoyed and pissed and angry at like the company that held that demo because I felt like there was a lot of negligence there. Um, you bet I was just angry, like just like anger, like and not um, labeling it as bad for me feeling angry. Um, like it's, it is what it is. And um, again, it's okay to feel that way. And like I said previously, it's it's when we start putting a label or we start judging how we feel, when we start, you know, making it a good thing or a bad thing, um, especially if it's like a bad thing, then we start over time, we're going to start suppressing those emotions, right? Or the emotions aren't going to come up as cleanly. Um, and then down the road, there can be more you know, dis-ease and then the emotional suppression can lead to other physical ailments or manifestations like far into the future that we don't know about. So just something that I think is just important is like with any type of situation, uh, it doesn't have to be an injury. It could be like, again, like a conversation with someone or just like a situation that's happened. Um, there's always lessons that we can learn from it if we choose to. Um, and I think that there's always opportunities for, you know, inner reflection, really, um, doing some inner healing work and also looking at places where, uh, forgiveness can be applied, right? Like forgiveness to ourselves for, you know, maybe making that decision in the first place or feeling bad about something, um, or forgiveness towards the company, you know, like these are all things that I'm currently working through and, uh, you know, it's all part of the journey. And it's definitely not going to happen overnight. You know, it's definitely a process in its own, um, in its own way. Yeah. So ah, that's what I wanted to share with you today. <laughs> um, oh, and I did want to share a few things. Um, in my previous uh, solo episodes, I mentioned that I was putting together some free content around um, activating our leadership and our inner confidence and providing some free training around that. And with this injury, um, it might delay that process. It's just time and energy right now. So stay tuned. I'm still working on it, but it's, it's, um, right now, like getting my knee healed and focusing on that is my number one priority, but I just want, you know, but I still want to share this content with you. I just feel like it's so important. Um, but stay tuned for that. And, um, and what was really interesting. So with all the solo episodes, I pull a card, um, and, and it could be an angel card an Oracle deck card. So what's interesting is that, um, after the injury, I, it was a few days and maybe a week after that I felt inspired to pull a card. Um, just like what's the lesson that needs to be learned. And, uh, I work with angels. So, I was asking guidance from Archangel Raphael, who is um, the divine physician, right? He is the healer of physical health, emotional health, and healing. And so I was really calling upon Archangel Raphael and what do I need to know and calling upon all the angels and just all the wisdom that they have for me. And one of the cards I ended up pulling in my Archangel deck was Archangel Raphael, which is, which is like coincidence? I don't think so, but like, because I've never pulled his card before, like in that deck. And, uh, that, that card was around breathing and trusting the process and really like, you know, being mindful and, uh, letting go all of that. So 
With that said, I do have a deck that is Archangel uh, Raphael Healing Oracle Card Deck by Doreen Virtue. So I am going to pull a card from his deck in honor of him for this episode. So um, and let me, I have to, I need both hands to do this. So I'm going to start shuffling. So if my voice sounds far away, it's because I had to use both hands and I'm shuffling. So the question I'm asking is, uh, dear Archangel Raphael, uh, thank you for revealing to uh, myself and to the listeners what we need to know for today, this week, period. <laughs> Oops, okay. This one popped out. Um, hmm. I'm a big proponent of um, when there's a jumper card that pops out to take that out, but I also love pulling a card myself because I feel like there's power in that. So I'm still going to shuffle and I'll, there will be two cards in this reading. And okay, this is the one I want. Okay, isn't that funny? Okay, so the first card that jumped out when I was shuffling is the yes card. Dear Archangel Raphael, please help me trust my feelings as an accurate barometer of truth. Yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> um, that goes back to just our intuition and trust um, and not overriding it with logic and ego and um, trying to prove ourselves. I feel like that's important. Um, and let me see if there's anything else in the actual book that, has to sh that it has to share. Let's see. Yes. Okay. The answer to your question is yes. You probably already knew this, and Archangel Raphael wishes to validate your intuitive feelings. This card is a talisman to help you deal with current situations and prepare for the future. Sometimes the greatest gift you, re you can receive is knowing what to expect next. Raphael reminds you that Everything can change in even more positive directions. So stay open to your intuitive wisdom, which will guide you along the way. Yay, I will take that. <laughs> um, and the next one is exercise is key, which um, I think is also relevant. So this entire Oracle card deck is around healing. So that's why it is related to... Um, physical help and all of that. Okay, so exercise is key. And this is, uh, there's an image of an angel with two dumbbells, one in each hand. <laughs> Derek Angel Raphael, thank you for motivating me and guiding me to an exercise program that fits my schedule, interests, and budget. All right, let's see. Exercise. In addition to drawing this card, you've likely been receiving an intuitive message to exercise more or add alternate, alternate forms of exercise to your current routine. Let this card be a validation that being active is a key component in your health and healing. Even if a consistent workout routine seems unfeasible because of schedules, health finances, or other apparent blocks, Archangel Raphael can help find a practical and enjoyable exercise avenue. He's also a great motivator for those who procrastinate or avoid physical activity. So if that was helpful to you, please take as you need. I know that those are both relevant for me, especially when it comes to... Um, like, so now I can't do yoga and I can't go on walks and I can't dance. So I definitely need an alternate way. Um, I mean, I have Pilates videos and as a former Pilates instructor, I could do lots, but, um, and also body rolling and all of that to support my body. Um, 
And at the same time with this injury, I want to be mindful. So it's uh, very apropos. All right. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out. And I hope you are having a lovely, lovely week. And uh, I always love hearing from you. And if you think this episode can support anybody, uh, please share it. And uh, you can always DM me on Instagram. I am responsive um, and I trust you are having a beautiful week and take care. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.